You're listening to the City Church Downtown Podcast. Now here's Doug Robbins. Well, hey, how you doing, man? Hey. All right, awesome Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to you guys. You know, I was reading about this dude that he wanted to get something for his dad for Father's Day, and so he like gives his dad 100 bucks, and he says, go buy something uh, that makes your life easier. And then uh, he said the next thing that his dad did was his dad went and bought something for his mother. So that made him uh, his life a lot easier, you know? And so with my dad, uh, when I was 14, I thought my dad was ignorant. Any, any of you in the same boat? Uh, and then by the time I was 21, it's amazing what seven years, how much he learned in seven years when I had to start paying my bills. Uh, he just got a whole lot smarter. And I thank God for the dads out there. I thank God for the many dads in our church that serve and love their kids and families. I know dads that seldom, if ever, miss an event of their kids uh, who uh, invest in them, love them, care for them in so many different ways. Um, I even know dads that work with their kids and help them with math, okay? That's a, you've gotta love kids to help them with math because math's such a pain. And so you remember when you're in school and you were going from addition to multiplication, you know, you, you already knew how to add, but then you had to start doing those flashcards, you know, to learn how to multiply. Remember that? Um, it was a painful time for some of you, but uh, this, is, this is what we wanna learn today, is to move from just being the people of addition and we want to evolve to become a people who understand multiplication. So let's say you take two different guys and one guy uh, earns money by way of addition and the second guy earns money by multiplication. So let's say you take guy one, who's addition guy, and at the beginning of the month you give him $1 and he goes for the next 30 days Adding So day two, he gets $2. Day three, he gets $3. Day four, he gets $4. And then multiplication guy, he adds money by actually multiplication. So on day two, he doubles. On day three, he triples. On day four, he quadruples and so on for 30 days. At the end of the 30 days, what does addition guy have? He has $456, as you can see on this chart. But multiplication guy at the end of 30 days has 265 nanillion, 252 octillion, 859 septillion, 812 sextillion, 191 quintillion. That's a lot of illions, isn't it? I mean, these are dollar amounts that we're not used to thinking about. In fact, multiplication guy on day 17 would have had the entire world's wealth at that time. It is the power of multiplication. And as a church, we're trying to move from being a church of addition to multiplication. So in addition churches, it's all about the pastor and the staff are adding people to hear the gospel and understand it. When you're a multiplication church, it's you, the people, who are sharing Christ with people out there and helping people come to faith in Christ and join in on the kingdom 
of God. See, in a church of addition, all you care about is what's going on in your church and you're just wanting to add people to your church. When you operate in multiplication realms, you not only want to add to your church, but you want to multiply the number of churches that are adding people into the kingdom of God and thinking with multiplicity in mind. You see the difference there? And the kingdom of God is designed to be one that multiplies. And uh, notice we said the kingdom of God, not the kingdom of Doug, not your kingdom, not city church kingdom, but the kingdom of God. And we've said throughout this series that we would like to be, um, as part of our vision for city church downtown, is we're an exponentially multiplying kingdom movement. And look, together, we're going to impact more than 700,000 people's lives from what started here. And now that you understand multiplication, you can understand how that can happen. It's not about getting 700,000 people into our church. It's about making an impact on all of us together, 700,000 lives. And you're going to share Christ with someone, and they're going to share Christ with someone, and they're going to share Christ with someone who shares Christ with many, many more someones. You see how it multiplies? So, what are we to become? Because you came here for a reason today. Some people came because you're used to rolling out of the rack on Sundays and it's kind of your tradition to come to church on Sundays. Other people came because, you know, mom and dad major, grandma guilted you, or you're dating a hot chick that you want to impress her and make, you, make her think that you're a really moral guy or whatever. We all have these different reasons that we want to come to church. But look, I know a lot of you who already know Christ, you're followers of Christ. And you came today because you want to become something. You're not satisfied to stay where you're at. You want to continue to grow in your faith. And we're given our mission and what we're to become in a classic text called the Great Commission. Look at it with me on screen, or you can bust out your phone app, Bible, or whatever, to Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. And look at what it says. If you know it in your heart, just kind of, you know, really focus in on it. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And sure, I'm with you. Surely I'm with you always to the end of the age. And in light of this text, we will see an exponentially multiplying kingdom movement when we're learners who go with authority. We see all those concepts in that text when we're learners who go with authority. And so I'm gonna divide the room uh, in three sections. Those of you are in this section all the way up into the balcony. Uh, you guys are gonna uh, be the learners. And so when I point to you, I want you to say learners. Those of you that are in the middle section, when I point to you, I want you to say go. Uh, and then those of you who are in this section, this section divided in half and over to the wall, are gonna go with authority. And so each one of you, each section, when you say it, um, you have to put your fist in the air like you just don't care because uh, we've got to do this with the passion with which Jesus gave the text. And so we're gonna say learners, 
go authority. You ready to say it with me? Now, don't jack with me today. It's Father's Day. I have certain rights and privileges as a father today. Um, so we'll see this exponentially multiplying kingdom movement when we're who with authority. Thank you. So good. Good job. Learners who go with authority. Now, the first part is that we're becoming, uh, we're, we're making and becoming disciples. And disciples and learners are the same things. I'm gonna show you that in just a minute. Before I do, I wanna show you uh, what's called a discipleship matrix. And in this matrix chart, what you see are the different kinds of uh, people in church. And we're trying to create an environment here where we invite you into relationship and into spiritual community. And we challenge you with the scriptures at the same time. Uh, but some people are just kind of consumers. All they want to do is come to the church and just take, 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 right? And consume, consume, consume. Others, if you go to the bottom left corner, are boring Christians. Have you ever met a boring Christian? Those boring people, where, you know, there's no fun, there's no excitement, no adventure in their lives. Then you have stressed out Christians, okay? They're typically in churches where the pastor yells at them a lot and over challenges them, and they're all stressed out. Man, I'm gonna, I'm, dude, I mean, if, if I skip a quiet time, I'm gonna go to hell. What's gonna, what's gonna happen here, right? But then where we wanna be is in the upper right-hand corner where we have a discipling culture here in our church where you're invited into love, relationship, nurtured, and cared for, invited, but also challenged. And today, I wanna challenge you. I don't wanna over-challenge you. I wanna challenge you to take a step today to be a learner. When I point to you, that's kind of your cue, is it, in case you didn't know, uh, where you be a learner who goes with authority. authority. <laughs> Filling my love tank. Okay, so... You look at the meaning of disciple, that word literally means in the Greek language, you know, because we know the Bible was written in Koine uh, Greek there, it means learner or pupil. Unfortunately, a lot of Christian people, a lot of church people, have you ever seen the know-it-all church person? They know it all, do they not? You're like, dang, how do you know somebody? You know, it's every time, everything that comes up in your life, they just say, praise God anyway. Um, you're just, it's just the season, you know, that you're going through. That's uh, what they say. And they, they have all these pat answers, you know, and they just make it sound so, so good all the time. Everything you say, cha-cha, they can point, at, point out a Bible verse. They're knowers. We're not knowers. We're learners. I get there are things in the Bible. I can, there's one place in 1 John that says, these things are written that you might know. But you gotta read the rest of the verse. These things are written that you might know you have eternal life. Look, you can know you have eternal life and still not be a disciple and a learner. And to be a disciple means to be one who is still learning. Does that give anybody some hope today? You don't have to know it all. You don't have to have all the answers right on. So look, if you wanna be a leader in anything, don't come off as being that guy that knows it all. You gotta come off as the uh, woman or the man who is a learner. Uh, if, it's like John Maxwell, the leadership expert, says all leaders are learners. And there's this other book that I read that I thought was really good. It's uh, called Mindset, and it's by uh, Carol Dweck. She's like this um, uh, psychologist from Stanford, and she says that people have either a fixed mindset or a growth mindset, and fixed mindset people kind of think that uh, your intelligence, your skills and abilities are kind of fixed, you're just born with them, uh, and so they don't work on growing or getting any better, but then there are growth mindset people who feel like any skill or uh, habit can be learned, can't it? And you know what? Growth mindset people outperform 
fixed mindset people every time because growth mindset people are learners. They wanna grow. But here's what happens at church a, a, a lot of times is that, and this happens with fixed mindset people, whether they're in church or wherever they are, fixed mindset people think that if you, since you have a fixed set of abilities and intelligence or skills, uh, that they have to appear to be intelligent all the time. You ever notice about, about fixed mindset people? They have to know it all. Because if they don't, their self-perception is that they're worthless or they're not smart or they're not intelligent, see? And you know what we call that in recovery? We call that the approval need. And what happens with a lot of church people is that they're, they're, all, they're all about growing in more knowledge. It's, they fool you. And they make you think that they're a growth mindset person when really they're a fixed mindset person. They just wanna uh, learn more and more Bible verses, stuff like that, but they never really change. And you know what blocks them? Are their recovery issues. Recovery and discipleship goes hand in hand. When you go into a recovery environment, it is a learner's environment there. And what happens is, is the people in a fixed mindset um, they can't change because their recovery issues block them from moving forward in real changes. So we have this class around here that's called Peel the Onion. You'll hear insiders refer to it as PTO. It sounds like a, you know, a muscle car or something like that. But it's, like, it's really just a class where you peel the layers of, the, uh, you know, of your heart to get down to the core issues that, um, that keep you from changing and being healed. And there's this friend in the church named Dwayne, and he came... Uh, uh, to an impasse with his family because of his alcoholism. And they're like, you gotta change, something's gotta happen here. He went through Peleanian class and he said, my life, it was like I was in a dark room and I could see light around the edge of the door and my family and freedom and my good friends were on the outside, but I was content to just stay in here. But through the class, it's like I got the key to get out the door. And recently, uh, Dwayne celebrated over a year. He said his year mark of freedom from alcoholism. Is anybody on board with that? Yeah. And just to show of hands, how many of you are celebrating one year of freedom from any issue, hang up, addiction, or problem, a year or more? Just raise your hand real quick. Yeah, yeah, right on. Several hands all over the room. I am too. Uh, I'm celebrating that, and we thank God for that. And here's where I wanna challenge you just a bit, is that I wanna challenge some of you not to just go to a tribe or group or a class of some sort, but I wanna challenge some of you to consider hosting or leading some type of a tribe. A lot of the tribes right now are kind of wind, they're wound down because everybody's on vacation in June and July and all that, and then things are gonna heat up on the tribal front uh, when school starts and people start getting back from vacations. And so I want some of you to pray about taking that challenge. If you pray about that and wanna receive that challenge, I want you to go to citychurchdowntown.com slash tribes and get signed up or fill out the application to host or lead a group. Because uh, see, what, what knowers do is they say, I don't need other people in my life. I don't need to host other people in my home or in a class or whatever um, because we already know it all. But what learners do is say, I know I need my friends. I know I need to be in Christian community. I know I need to put myself in environments where I can grow in tribal community. That's important to us. Because remember, we're who with 
See, authority, you went first, so you already knew what was gonna happen, you know? So you can do it in uh, power, but you know, learners, you gotta stay on your toes over there. But look at the second thing I wanna show you today is that uh, we're becoming the people who go. Because remember, Jesus said, go and make disciples. And one night, uh, Jake and I were on a bike ride in Southtown. And it was like we had this prompting to go to Latuna. Latuna is great, man. I love it when God gives that prompting, right? Because great hamburgers, you know. It's like, I'll go there anytime, Lord. I'll go suffer for you by eating a huge macho cheesy burger, okay? So uh, anyways, that's Chris Madrid's burger, isn't it? I'm getting my burgers mixed up. I love them all. I'm accepting of all burgers. But uh, anyways, uh, we wanted to go and then have... Uh, you know, some time with my friend Thomas that I text message him with Thomas and we meet Thomas there at Latunas and he introduced us to Anna Lee and Anna Lee was a bartender at Latunas and we're talking and she brings our drinks, you know, we're talking to um, 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 Anna Lee and she's like asking us these spiritual questions, you know, because she knew kind of, it's an occupational hazard and so we're, we're talking about spiritual stuff and she's asking all these questions about, you know, Christianity, the Bible and all this kind of stuff and worldview and so uh, I realized we couldn't handle all these questions in one conversation so Thomas and I started a small little tribe with Anna Lee along with a couple of Thomas's relatives and uh, a couple other people ended up coming to it and in the midst of that time when Annalie was having spiritual conversation with Thomas, uh, she eventually prayed to believe in Jesus because she had never been to church before and so he invited her to this church to make this her first church because she didn't grow up with any kind of church or religion at all. And she prayed to begin a relationship with Christ because of Thomas. And I'll show you a picture of her baptism. She was baptized right here in this picture. You'll see Thomas there thanking God at the front of her baptism for him. Well, the story doesn't end there. It just keeps going. And so then God provided Annalie with this awesome husband. Guess who it was? Thomas, smart guy. And so there they are, married. Great deal there. And you know what happens when you get married, children, sometimes? Um, that uh, God blesses you in other ways. And so in this next blessing is baby Marley. Here, so you can see baby Marley there. Thank God for that. And look, we, a couple of weeks ago, put names of people on magnets and stuck them onto the front of the stage up here. You can see these white magnets on the front of the stage. Each one of those is a story like that. And that's the power of what happens when you're willing to go. There are people that they're not gonna come, you can invite them into church and we wanna invite them to church and I hope that church helps your friends that uh, don't believe in Christ and are far from, feel far from God, but you have to go to them. God calls you to go to them. It's amazing where God will call us to go. If he can, if he can use just a prompting to go to Latuna, certainly he can use your promptings to go to reach these people that we see here. These aren't just magnets. These are human lives and souls that matter to God, see? And so we're gonna continue to be a people who go, but we go with something. And that's where the authority part comes into play because we're becoming a people with spiritual authority. Jesus says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And look, if you continue to read the Bible, you'll find that Jesus doesn't just keep all the authority to himself. 
Jesus doesn't just give the authority to pastors or church staff members. He's giving you authority. You have authority to see the miraculous hand of God at work. If you have authority, then you can do some of the stuff that Jesus does. You don't get to be God, that's reserved, okay? Uh, The job is taken and you and I wouldn't be good at it, but you're given authority to see the miraculous hand of God bring his kingdom here on earth in our realm as it is in heaven. That's authority. And um, look, uh, I'm a learner at this, of understanding our spiritual authority to see the miraculous hand of God at work. Um, And don't you think it's weird when you go to churches that there's no miraculous things happening? Because if you read the New Testament, you see lots lots of stuff happening. It's like people are getting healed. Demons are getting kicked off of out of people. Like people are getting what's called words of knowledge where it's like people know stuff that they shouldn't have known, but God shows them. Why doesn't that happen in churches? Because a lot of churches don't know their authority. Now, on the other side of that, I'm a learner here, and what I've come to learn is a lot of churches kind of go overboard on that stuff, and they start telling people, well, you didn't get healed because you didn't have enough faith. Really? That's not the way we're gonna operate around here. And I pray for people to be healed, and sometimes it happens, and I pray for people to be healed, and nothing happens. I don't know why. I don't know why. We're not gonna be that church that tells people you didn't get healed because you didn't have enough faith, okay? Uh, And we're not gonna be that church that says every time we say it, God's gonna do a miracle, but I can tell you this. We're gonna be a church that continues to learn and grow in our authority. And I have seen with my own eyes, and I know this is gonna sound weird, I have seen these things in the Bible happen I've seen demons cast out, really. I have seen words of knowledge happen where people and I like learn stuff I shouldn't have known. And I've seen people medically healed. I'm gonna tell you three quick stories. One time some years ago, I was counseling with this young woman named Brandy when all of a sudden she starts speaking in other voices and I'm freaking out here It's like she's speaking in a man's voice that sounds European, and then she's making these cat noises. I'm freaking out, okay? I'm thinking, what is is it some kind of a magician's trick, or is it some kind of like uh, psychological phenomenon or whatever? But when I would try what the Bible says and speak the name of Jesus, it seemed to do something for the positive. Now, I wasn't in that counseling session alone. I had a couple of helpers. One was a nurse, another one was... uh, A friend named Doug Martin, who had been a college football player. He had played at the University of Minnesota uh, back when Lou Holtz was the the coach there. So he's a big guy. And then after college, Doug had worked as a bouncer at some bars. So he's a big, tough guy. And he said, Doug, when that girl under the influence of whatever that was in her kicked me, I've never been kicked that hard in my life. What is it that gives little girl superhuman strength? to kick a guy who's been a bouncer and a major college football player to say he's never been kicked that hard. I saw this, and that girl was changed by the power of God. And what I want you to know today is, 
That's not just an experience for me. That's an experience for you. You have authority over the demonic in the power of Jesus. You do. When you see those things happen, don't call me. You know why? Because you can do it. You might be afraid, but step out in faith. Step into your authority to overcome those powers that are destroying people's lives. Another story about words of knowledge. I one day got a word for someone in our church whose business was struggling, and I sent him a text message that morning. The word was, God's gonna bless your business in unexpected ways today. Now, I sent the text message. I was a little bit chicken, so I said, I'm praying that God will bless your business in unexpected ways. But isn't it interesting how God sometimes will work even through a chicken, you know, who is afraid to put himself out there? And they sent me a text message same day, that afternoon, we just got a check for $30,000 from a job we'd bid over a year ago. We'd basically forgot about it in an unexpected way. Look, there are coincidences, but then you think that's a coincidence? The same word on the same day, the same check. And what I want you to understand, those words aren't just for me. You're gonna hear from God. You're gonna get words from God and put yourself out there in faith to speak them. And you're not always gonna get it right, but you're gonna begin hearing and have to go with authority. What about healing? Some years ago, my son had a disease called celiac. It's not a gluten intolerance, it's a disease as was diagnosed by a team of doctors. He was so sensitive to gluten that if there was just flour in the air, he would have these severe abdominal pains. So we brought him before some people at church to pray over him and ask God to heal him. Then we had another friend that likes to pray for healing, so we let her pray over him, and my wife and I put him between us on the couch, and we prayed and asked God to heal him. Doesn't always happen, but this time, it did. We would have never fed our son gluten and make his abdomen hurt, you know? So we were on a vacation after these prayers. And at two different restaurants, they got his meal, his gluten-free meal mixed up and gave him pasta that had gluten in it. He ate it and nothing happened. We thought, whoa. So we tell the doctor, because if God really does a miracle, you can involve the doctor, right? And by the way, um, you, you go to the doctor and you pray for healing. You do both of those. It's not either or, it's both of them at the same time. And so we took him to the doctor and we said, hey, w- something has happened here. And, he, and the doctor, Dr. Ben Elizondo, one of the best specialists in this city, said, feed him a cracker every day and see what happens. We fed him a cracker, nothing happened. He said, well, let's do the final test, an endoscopy. And they did the endoscopy on my son. We went back and the, one of the best specialists in the city said, I'm no longer treating your son for celiac disease, right on? And then furthermore, before you clap, let me add this one detail. The endoscopy revealed that his insides were as if he had never had celiac in his life, right on? And so then we ask him on the way home from the doctor, we'll take you for a little snack, what do you want? And look at this picture, you can see what he chose. Krispy Kreme donuts, right on? The kingdom of God is made up of Krispy Kremes, is it not? But what I want you to understand from that, that's not just a story that's true of me, but in the coming days, 
as you and I together learn, we're learners, to walk in our authority, there are gonna be stories from you. Even those of you in the video cafe right now, even you, are gonna have stories of healings. When you stepped out in faith and put a hand on someone's shoulder and prayed and asked God to miraculously heal them. See the difference between addition and multiplication? We wanna be a multiplication where you're going out as agents of the kingdom to see change. Now, we need an event here at church to help us grow in that, and that's why uh, we're having this new event called Awaken. Now, we did it once, and we called it Prophetic Ministry Night because we didn't know what to call it. But what it is, Awaken, is we're gonna come together. The next one's gonna happen on July the 24th at 7 p.m. right here in the Cameo Theater, and we're going to ask God to speak to us, and we're gonna hear from God and speak those words that we hear sometimes. We're gonna pray for healing in people's lives and ask God to do something. And look, we don't know it all, and we don't know that every time we pray for someone, they're gonna get healed, but you know what? The Bible says you have not because you ask not, and we're gonna ask, and we're gonna grow in our spiritual authority that's been delegated to us by Jesus. So the next Awaken that's coming up uh, will be ministered to by Ryan and Lauren Jones, as well as uh, Carlos Padilla. And uh, we're training up a team of prayer leaders to operate in the gifts on that evening too. And so if you feel like that would be helpful for you, make sure and come on to Awaken. But here's one of the things you gotta understand is that um, we're not just seeking miracles here. We're not just asking God to jump through hoops or do tricks to impress us here. What we're after is God himself. And we're given this really great reminder by Jesus in Matthew 7, 22. Look at it with me. It says, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? And then I will tell them plainly, I never, what, knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. And so it's not about just experiencing the miracle, but look, before you can be a disciple, you have to be a daughter or son of God. Before you can have authority, you've gotta be a part of the family through the cross of Jesus. Before you can go, you need to know him by the cross. The cross is always first here. And God brought someone here today for the greatest miracle, that is to come to know him. And if you look at the circumstances that led up to you coming to this church, and we, I know that we come to church for all sorts of reasons in our conscious mind, but God sometimes works the circumstances of your life to bring you here, and someone was brought here by God today so that you could become his child and get to know him be in love relationship with him through the cross. You just simply believe that when Jesus died on the cross, he died there to pay the penalty for your sins and you just received that. So let's do that by prayer right now, shall we? So if you'd like to know him, just pray something like this silently in your own heart right now. Say, hey, look, God, I know I've sinned. I've screwed up, but right now, the best I understand it, I'm choosing to believe that when Jesus died on the cross, he died there to take the punishment for my sin. And God, I'm so excited today, right now in this moment, to become your daughter, to become your son. 
Welcome in, Lord. As we continue in prayer, those of us that are believers, I wanna ask you, while we're praying, right here before God, if you'll make a commitment, if you'll make a commitment to be a learner who will go with authority. Just raise your hand real quick. If you'll make a commitment right now, I am going to go with this thing. I'm gonna roll with this thing. I'm gonna try and grow. I'm not gonna stay where I'm at. I'm not gonna stay cozy and comfortable, but I am willing to take the challenge to grow as a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. Go, amen. You can put your hands down. Lord, I thank you for each one that just raised their hands. And I'm praying for your awesome, amazing power to work in them and through them. And Lord, I cannot wait to hear their stories as they email them to me or write them out and hand them to me of what you do in and through them. And that is my future, Lord. That is the future of our church. Not to tell my stories, but for me to tell their stories of walking out, going with authority. I thank you for these folks. Others weren't able to raise their hands and they're still thinking about you, Lord, and I pray that you would reveal yourself to them in a special way. Lord, make us an environment for disciples, learners. And we pray all these things in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Everyone said, amen, amen. Thanks for listening. For more information, visit citychurchdowntown.com.